Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. And Moadim L'Simcha. Moadim L'Simcha is the greeting used during Cholomoed, the half-holidays, the intermediate days, between the beginning and the end of Sukkot, or the beginning and the end of Pesach, and that's where we find ourselves. But I want to look back a couple of days to the second day of Sukkot and share with you two words that are found in the liturgy for the second day of Sukkot that I find tremendously meaningful and I think provide a lesson for something in our lives. During the days of Sukkot, we have what are called Hoshanot prayers. Prayers in which we say the word Hoshana, save us, to God over and over again. And doing so, we, we say them while we proceed around the synagogue with the lulav and the etrog, the symbols of the holiday of Sukkot. This is based upon one of the oldest traditions we have as a people, because we know that in the time of the temple in Jerusalem, people would proceed around the altar with the symbols of Sukkot, saying these same words, Hoshana, save us, usually referring to asking God to provide a good rainy season, which was to come. Save us. Save us. Bring us a rainy season, which will make the land fertile. In the synagogue, we say a, an acrostic poem, an alphabetical poem, each day during Sukkot, a different one each day, based upon a different idea from Jewish tradition or a different source of meaning for the Jewish people. For the second day of Sukkot, the acrostic prayer refers to the city of Jerusalem. And each letter of the alphabet from Aleph to Taf features a reference to the city. It could be from the Bible, it could be from the Midrash, it could be something that we know from rabbinic tradition and from the idea of the importance of Jerusalem in our lives historically. And anybody who has spent any amount of time in Jerusalem will recognize streets or neighborhoods or references to areas within the city which have their basis, have their source from ancient traditions. So reading them is like taking a tour in, of some parts of the city of Jerusalem. The two words, though, that I want to focus on come from the kaf section, the letter kaf of this acrostic. Jerusalem is referred to as Kalilat Yofi, the epitome of beauty, perfect in beauty. We refer to Jerusalem in many different ways in the course of the acrostic, and one of them is Kalilat Yofi, perfect in beauty. Question is, where does, the, where, the, where does that phrase come from? Where do we know that Jerusalem in our tradition was called Kli'lat Yofi? Well, we know it from a rather unusual source. The Book of Lamentations. The Book of Dirges, of mournful expressions following the destruction of the First Temple and the destruction of Jerusalem in 586 BCE the book that we read on Tisha B'Av, the fast day of the ninth of Av. 
In chapter 2, verse 15 of Lamentations, we read, All who pass your way clap their hands at you. They hiss and wag their head at fair Jerusalem. Hazotair sheyomru kalilat yofi. Is this the city that was called perfect in beauty? Is this the city that was called perfect in beauty? People looked upon the destruction of the city of Jerusalem and wondered, how could this be the city that was called Kalilat Yofi, that was called perfect in beauty, given what its state was then? Now, it's not 100% clear from the Book of Lamentations who is saying these words, whether they're Jews from within the city who were shocked at what their city had become, or, and I think this is more likely in context, the enemies, or people who were delighting in the destruction of the city of Jerusalem and mockingly said, is this the city that was called perfect in beauty? How could this place be called perfect in beauty? So I'm going to go with that explanation, although I know it could be understood differently. And that leads me to think about why those words were chosen for this piyut, this poem, which is about joy, which is about celebration, which in this particular case is talking about the glory of the city of Jerusalem. Why would words be chosen which have a negative connotation? Because the only other place we read them in our tradition about Jerusalem come from the Book of Lamentation where, in fact, they use mockingly. And I would say two things about that. First of all, I think that's exactly the point. We can turn something which is negative into a positive. We can take this phrase and say, yes, that was what it meant then, but for us it means something different. And that leads me to the second point, which I think really is worth thinking about. When something is important to you, when a phrase, when a name, when a title, when an expression, when a reference is important to you, and then you find that it's been misused by someone else in a different context, or it's being used to mock you for what you believe or for what you are, it's really important that if that reference is important to you, that you hold on to it, that you not let it be taken away from you by people who are uh, I can use the word bullies, or who want to mock you. I give an example. If I had a nickname that I particularly liked, and then found out that somebody was using my nickname to make fun of me, and saying it in a mocking way, would I stop using it? Or would I stand up to those who were using that mockingly and say, no, this means something special to me. This means something important to me and I still want to hold on to it, and I'm not going to let someone else take this away from me by mocking me. And that's exactly what I see here in this phrase. Let's assume for a moment, although there's no record of this, let's assume for a moment that this was a common expression, that people of Israel would call Jerusalem perfect in beauty. And then we have a record from the Book of Lamentations which say people used it mockingly. Does that mean we stop using it? No. We hold on to it because it is dear to us, because it is important to us. And I think, as I say, that that's an important message 
maybe to teach to our children, maybe to remember to ourselves that if something is important to us and we find it being misused in a mocking way by somebody else, we don't give in to that. We don't allow that to be taken away from us. And in this particular case, when we say these words, and we look at what Jerusalem is today, and as I always say whenever I talk about Jerusalem, despite the political issues that go on, and I know that they're there, the love that we have as a people for the city of Jerusalem is so deep that we can't allow some other people who make fun of that in whatever way they do, who mock that in whatever they do, turn it against us in whatever way they do, to take that joy and that sense of meaning away from us. So as I walk around with the Lulav Etrog in the synagogue on the second day of Sukkot, I always say extra loudly those words, Kalilat Yofi, perfect in beauty because I want to hold on to that idea despite those who might have used it negatively. Think about how that might impact you in your life in different areas. May we always hold on to the things which are important to us and not let someone else take those things away from us. Until next time, thank you.